0: Right. hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. For any of you around my age, remember this song? It is um, Steamworks from the presets going around. They were pretty popular around the 2005 sort of area and I just saw the song and thought it would be a cracking one to sort of uh, play on with. All right, what are we talking? We're talking end of November. We did a podcast, if you didn't listen, last week. We did one earlier in the week with Chris as well. Um, we all caught up. I did film it. I probably should get that video out at some point. Uh, but we went through all of the main things that happened throughout uh, spring. Our main stories, the main horses we liked. Did we come out in front? Majority of us did. Um, but there were some cracking stories. And if there's one specific story... Uh, Probably halfway through the podcast or something, where Chris uh, was working somewhere will we'll remain unnamed, and did the form. Found the sweaty spirit when we when he um, won the Oaks at uh, 150s. I think he got on, but it's a cracking story. If you want to go back and have a listen to that. Alright, we are having somewhat of a Christmas party, so if any of you, I know that we've got a lot of listeners sort of uh, spread around Australia, but if you are on the northern beaches or you want to make a travel, uh, December 10, we are going to be in Manly for a bit of a uh, drink, bit of gambling, bit of a feed, that sort of thing, so... Saturday afternoon leading into the evening, uh, a couple of beers, a couple of bets and whatnot. So you are welcome to join. Reach out, let us know if you came, but there's a quite a few people coming in. We'll probably end up at The Stain if you have ever heard of The Great Pub. All right, we are talking uh, this weekend. We have a couple of good venues, I guess. We've got uh, Rose Hill and we have Sandown going on, obviously the Guineas is down in Melbourne and you've got uh, the likes of the festival and a couple of group enlisted racing in Rose Hill. If you're not following the Instagram stories, which you should be, give us a spell, Pod. Kohai has been pretty much tipping up a storm. He put out seven tips yesterday, four of them got up, two of them were at about $9 as well. So absolutely cleaning up and if you want to join the Facebook group, just search it. Um, is always writing up big, long, lengthy uh, form things there for a couple of the meetings throughout the week and he's tipping a lot better than most of us. So get in there, follow that along and Twitter, we're on there a bit following we're not really posting that a lot much but give us a follow why not and lastly if you can jump on spotify five star that shit and if you want to leave a review on apple does us wonders as well anyway let's find some bloody winners
1: yeah good mate like um yeah been to newcastle and kembler and um heading to perth tomorrow so um right good racing still continues um getting into the silly season too so uh big december i know i know you've got some big plans coming up but um yeah doing well
0: what's the story in perth so obviously winter bottoms this way this saturday where are you staying you know it's my hometown i do love perth where are you staying
1: i'm actually not sure where i'm staying it is booked but I, um I'll have to
0: you're gonna stay you're staying near, near the crown i assume it's got to uh, be the crown or it has to be near Burswood, near the
1: near the track I actually, I'm actually not too sure. I've got, have got to look it up. But uh, Fair enough. yeah, it's, it's basically a flying fly out. I think I'm flying tomorrow afternoon. I land about five o'clock Friday. Arvo, there for the races Saturday, and then six a.m. flight out Sunday. So, That's so
0: dumb. Six a.m.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a long flight. Yeah, for not much return, but um yeah it's only my second time in perth and the first time was pretty similar i was in and out but there happened to be an interdom on the friday night so i managed to go see an interdom with 16 and a half thousand people at gloucester park and and the english cricket team were there and yeah it was, it was kind of good I, I actually just missed the test i think the, the test starts a couple of days after so would have been nice if i was there for it but um still looking forward to it i think it's a cracking edition of the winter bottom actually it is a couple of a couple of group one um horses there and some really good WA sprinters as well their stocks are actually pretty good
0: definitely we'll be talking about Ascot and if if you haven't Tommy next time you do it try and get a couple of days there you don't have to go to things like uh, Margaret River and stuff but there's some um, really cool places in Perth but Coey, um how are you mate obviously the pub uh, you've been tipping up a little bit of a storm mate some couple of winners yesterday
2: a couple of winners yesterday which was nice um at odds I had I had a decent day so I mean let's leave it at that yeah hopefully we can hopefully we can uh, continue the the run but uh coming into the summer it's the the horses are gonna start spelling soon so it's going to get a little bit trickier and we'll see I might take a little bit of a two-week window where I might not tip but I mean I'll still do my little form and I might post a couple of horses in between but yes yeah, sort all of that I mean we've still got no, oh, I mean, I'll probably keep going till the Villiers or now the Ingham, so to speak. But as we speak, I mean, uh, we've got a, a good little handy meeting at Rose Hill this weekend. Mm. Uh, great betting, great betting card. Yeah. Because uh, the the prices for some of these markets are ridic- not ridiculous, but like wide open, mm. which makes it for, it's not like every, most weeks we've had in, of past, it's kind of like, oh yeah, you, you want to, kind of load up on certain horses. You don't have to do that this weekend and that makes it intriguing where you can just have if you were to bet every race at Rose Hill you could probably get away with a lobster at each race and still come up a profit if you were to play it.
0: And Rose Hill's been playing um, pretty fair last time it was on, wasn't
2: it? Definitely has. I mean, I thought um, Rose Hill's more notorious for the leader bias if the rail does come out a little bit or the dry track presents itself, but Saying that, like the last time we were true and dry, so to speak, it was as fair as it came. Uh, the sweepers were there, the leaders were there, anywhere in between. If you're a good enough horse to win, you were winning. So, mm. um, I, it's actually a really good time of year right now. Like, I mean, we have are we're, we're so not used to the dry track that we actually, for me, when I was doing the form for this week, I had to figure out what horses are are good enough to be on the good three, which is kind of unusual. Like (laughs) good three, the surface is real rock hard, not hitting the firm too, obviously, but good three where, you know, like a a lot of horses aren't used to that, especially over the last calendar year, so to speak. So you have to kind of navigate it through that form line, which is kind of like us navigating through heavy tens and heavy nines, I guess, in some sense. But it makes for great betting this week. I reckon we're in for a good card.
0: A lot of people find this sort of these sort of times of year. Everyone says, oh, it's a bit boring coming in when all the big races are finished. But this is pretty much where you can make some coin as well. But um, that was Rose Hill. But let's 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 kick it off with Bottom. We're probably only going to look at one race. Let's do Ascot. Then we'll do Rose Hill and see what we know about Sandown, if we know anything. But um, Bottom. Rothfire is going around, and Rothfire is the favorite, $4.60 favorite for Robert Heathcote coming out of Area 3. Valana is uh, flying. two one two two of its last three starts. was really good last start as well when it ran down in the Congo. A little bit of a drift, though. $6.50. We go straight double figures for Um, the other good off-runner. It's $11. Elite Street, the old Perth horse uh, going around. I think it's second up. It's 6 bucks, so it's in the market there. We got the likes of Astrologist, Red Can Man, Stageman. Another little Perth horse, but that's a big odds. Kissing all four cheeks is going around. Barrier fourteen, uh, Melbourne horse. I don't mind that one. Miss Kentucky is there. Snipperucci was a great win. My Belle May. Um, Tommy, it's a cracking race.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. This is um, this is a good as a Group One, as you'll see. Um, especially in Perth, um, seen some some good uh, sprinters come over. You've seen the cream of the crop of the WA horses you got um some boom youngsters in La Bella May undefeated you've got some old rock stars in Roughfire and you got the form horse in Velana um I like the drift in Velana if it gets out to even more I'll be taking it for sure um Jamie Carr aboard and I know um I know we're going we're going back to 1200 after um doing doing well at a bit further but uh, Cummings normally picks the right horses to go over there. I think he took four over there including these two, Kementari and I think there's another one. Um, so, look, I'm I want to be with Valana. Uh Yeah, it just t- ticks all the boxes for me. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't I would be um, I wouldn't mind seeing any, anyone else win though because, yeah, as you said, it's a great field. I mean, Rothfire it, it's been really consistent. We've seen him get over those injuries he's had before and Going across to the west, he might be able to do it. Elite Street's a really solid horse, mm. uh, um, winning this Group One a couple of years ago. I mean, the astrologist with Pike on is very interesting. <laughs> You've seen things like Massimo and uh, stageman perform in some big races over there as well. Kiss on all four cheeks. Well, um, yeah, it's it's a really good race, but I I like the price for Valana, so I I think I'll go with that. Jamie Carr.
0: All right, Valana, watch the drift or back at, um, see the toad or, you know, odds drift protector, 365. Coey, um, are you liking any Perth horses, mate?
2: I think Tom has already touched on it. I think um, Elite Street's definitely the one that catches my eye in this group one. I mean, last year it was third. It came from way back in the field to. Essentially launched late, come third. It was a, you know, it was betting a, a good margin, so to speak. It was three lengths behind Graceful Girl in the end and Stageman of the like. But at the same time, I I think he is quite the um classy horse over there. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I think I think the travellers are where you want to be looking at personally. That's just how I see it. A lot of these uh, Perth horses, I just I just go, oh, I don't know how that actually measures up with the East East Coast kind of form, so to speak. I think a lot of the East Coast form was trumped this spring carnival, so to speak. So I'd be looking around anything that's local and I'd be kind of going towards and definitely leaning towards like the Royal Blue. Mm. i tell you what, I think Paul Lately would be a special if it didn't draw the car park. It'd probably be the favourite of the two good horses if it didn't draw Carpark. I think just the fact that it's drawn barrier 16, um, it's just an ugly, ugly way to end probably its preparation this, this spring. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. uh, I think, yeah, I, I'm happy to say Paul O'Leary would have been favourite for this race if it was for barrier 16. I know Rothfire was good. Uh, recently in the VRC Classic, so in the in the sprint race, there where Nature Strip and some of the best sprinters we've got in our nation ran against, uh, ran in. We're rocking horse one out of all horses, anyway. Um, I, I definitely respect that form line, it is literally kind of like finals day for a lot of horses. Uh, Robert Heathcote's no slouch, and he's gone. I'd love to get another group one with this horse. The last group one he won was what was it, the JJ or something like that, way back when. Yeah. So we're, we're talking two, over two and a half years ago. So I can totally understand why he's travelled this horse over. Uh, you may as well try and keep getting these Group 1 and great price, prize money races anyway because it didn't get into the Everest this year. Um, the barrier looks perfect for Fire and Velana. I am happy to say that it's going to be a race in two. Rothfire probably gets the upper hand, obviously favourite, but with that lovely draw, I see it just kind of sitting right behind the leaders, if not just outside the lead, and just I think class will prevail on that dry track. So I can't steer anyone away from Rothfire, but I've been following Volana the whole whole campaign through and through. So I can happily back both.
0: All right. We had a good crack on Volana every day. But, um, all right, that's Perth. We'll head to Rose Hill. Uh, you know, pick one or two horses you like. Give them a run and we can fly through it. We're going to give uh, Gab a call. Gab's been on the podcast a couple of times. His horse, Steely, is going around in race number seven, opening leg of the Quaddy. So, we'll get some inside knowledge of how Steely is going. Obviously, he's been running all right. Came to the second last start to Nugget, which was last weekend, and also ran a pretty good run in the Little Dance. So, He's onto a nice horse there, old Gab. But race one by one, uh, 1,100 metres. We got a good off-and-runner as a favourite for a change, but it's $8 into five bucks. That's Diabelli. Uh, it's had one start in Melbourne, so it's come up here. And J-Mac is aboard. It's $5 in from eight. Disneck has been 11 in 650. $6.50. Good coin. It's also just had one run in Rose Hill. Kimochi is there. And then we've got a bunch of others at decent odds. Looking at anything's been backed relatively, not really. Top two have been backed, Tommy, Diabelli, and Disneck.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised about Disneck. Um, I would have loved $11 for it. Um, running around that golden gift, it sort of got caught up with a big field and still ran on okay. Um, bit of a boom around it, too. So uh, I'm. Yeah, I'll be looking at it, and Diabelli uh, was running through the line as well, McDonald on for coming, it's normally a good sign, so I'm probably with the top two here with maybe maybe just a little watch on um, what they do with the other Godolphin one, Heuristic. It, um had one placing from its one start, and it wasn't too bad, just sort of have, having the day out and bringing the, um down to Sydney, so I'll be looking at, yeah, what they do. Oh, there's another one with the Godolphin one as well, but yeah. How do you, uh, how do you say I'll that one? Uh, R- <laughs> one <Rissalon? laughs> sorry, like that, about that. All Um, right. all good, and uh, Kimochi had a nice trail as well. But uh, I'd probably go Disneck,
0: all right. Co, are you outside of the top two, or are they on yours?
2: They're they're kind of where I'm looking at as well. So both Diabelli and uh, Disneck both hampered in their last most recent starts. Um, Diabelli at a crucial stage down the Flemington straight. Um, I think it would have been closer and definitely figured in the finish for sure. If it wasn't checked out of it and squeezed and all the above, uh, more or less the same Mexico almost sent it to Mexico through that inside running rail. Um, I'm surprised the jockey actually stayed on to be absolutely honest, because it was a decent nudge, uh, Mexico gave dis neck into that running rail in that golden gift race. So I don't know if it would have won the golden gift, but I think it would have been a lot closer. It, it regathered itself and composed and uh, ran through the line really well. Considerings. Uh, I am willing to, you know, kind of put a pen through both of its runs uh, as for Camochi, I think he or she, she will be going to Queensland, is my understanding. So I mean, tread carefully. But uh, she has been nommed for a two-year-old race up there. So okay. I w- I would think that she will head that way. Although I would still consider in the um, in the numbers, especially after a nice little trial. But uh, I'd be looking at the two uh, Di Diabelli and Disneck for this one. Okay.
0: Midway is next. One of the great races. 2,000 meters. Uh, Colour Sergeant is going around. I was on this horse last night. I really liked it. It was a really tough watch. but So I understand why it's been backed already. 2.70 to 2.20. J Mac aboard this time as well. Regan, not. Uh, Jack Duggan is there at 4.20. We got double figures for Loving Silla. Uh, that's actually had some all right runs too. Um... Ten Bucks, Wunga Wanda, and a bunch of others that have not been backed. For whatever reason, I have just business as a runner in my black book. No idea why. Uh, Tommy, Colour Sergeant, it was pretty unlucky, but I think it ran in pretty good fourth last start.
1: Yeah, I think it's clearly the best source in this race. So you can see the money that's come for it too. So I think it's going to be hard to bet. The only one I could make a case for is um, Jack Duggan it um, could get a really soft lead and just go on with it. And it's running. Close, so it was really nice. So I don't mind Jack Duggan, but I do think color sergeant is just the more likable, maybe Cornella with
0: them. Right. You King color sergeant.
2: I think it's just rock bottom odds. So if you like color sergeants, uh, sergeant, I mean, I couldn't persuade you outside of it. Like it's kind of, it's been running in the right races, uh, two twenty or whatever the quote is right now is rock bottom. So I'd be, looking more for race start uh, to back it. Uh, I'd be, Tom's already made a case for Jack Duggan. Uh, I can definitely warrant it, but I'd be looking for the value in Loving Silla who come on through the shame, shame on us races, which both Colin Colour Sergeant and Loving Silla have come through um, subsequently. And I think the 10 buck quote thereabouts is value. So I'd be taking the price more so than the 220 as we speak.
0: Okay. All right, and if you don't like them, I mean, there's plenty of value out there as well in the bigger the bigger odds there. Race number three, where we got the highway. It is 4.60 for Miss Kira Billy. Tyler Schiller is riding for Mr. Donnelly. Came second last start, um, so second up here. Open 4.60, pretty much bang on. Susu is there at five bucks, obviously being backed in from 8.50. Uh, when did it have a run? October. J Max aboard. Wonder why it's three dollars. It's come in. Zaru is there. It's been up and down throughout the day. It's now seven fifty. I'm a true stars there at tens. Then we're out to double figures. Nothing else has been backed. Uh, Susu is the one that's been backed. Tommy Barrier ten. J Max riding.
1: Yeah, Troy wasn't too bad from it. Um, I don't mind it too much, but I, I do think the favourite, Miss Cara Billy, is the horse that's going to win this race. I. So, um, it it should have won last start in that highway first up in um if it wasn't for a flying Salera running him down on mm, Cup Day. That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was massive. So but I thought the run from Miss curibille was huge as well. So um if it repeats that performance I think it'd be um too good and he's got the right man on. Tyler Schiller's is absolutely killing it at the moment. Speaking of Gary Frazo, trains um trains out west, he he's got a big rap on this kid and he said it's He's one of the best jockeys coming through he's seen since Ty England. So um, he, he's just, every week he's, he's getting doubles, um, at least, if not more. He's, he's killing it with a really hot jockey room. Hmm. I know you put the poll up through the week with um, a few other apprentices doing well, but for mine, Schiller's absolutely killing it at the moment, and I think Miss Kirribilli wins.
0: Yeah, so I did put up a poll. So Tyler, Zach, uh, Dylan, and Reese – by far, Tyler and Zach were pretty much bang on. I think Tyler got one extra vote, but there was a couple of hundred votes in there. So they were pretty much bang on between Zach Lloyd and Tyler Schiller. One horse that um also has been back is I'm a true star. I missed it, 19 bucks into 10. Um, Cody, who's your favorite apprentice at the moment out of those four?
2: I'm happy to say it would be Tyler Schiller. Yeah. Uh, I know Zach claims three still in town, which is really handy and you see him kind of representing the Royal Blue pretty constantly. So James Cummings, what a stable to have on your back.
0: Yeah, it must be nice. So to
2: speak. It, it must be lovely as an apprentice to get that support. But uh, at the same time, I think Tyler, I know he claims the, only the one and a half now, so he's you know getting ever so close to that, um, fi- finishing that apprenticeship, so to speak. But uh, he is absolutely airborne. So uh, he would have to be my favourite apprentice right now.
0: He's actually keen to jump on the podcast. I've heard nothing but good things about Tyler Shittle. Everyone says he's one of the great guys. Um He's keen to jump on. So we should get him on in before the end
2: of the year. No, I totally agree. I mean, he's, I've heard him speak and he speaks very well, he's much lovely. like, I mean, Zach Lloyd's the same, like his old man being, you know, Jeff Lloyd, uh, absolute senior mm. legend up in Queensland way uh, has taught him, fantastic it, like all those traits that jeff had has been passed on to zach and i respect them
1: both completely and we so, had I mean, Dil- you know. we had
0: dylan on too and dylan was fantastic
2: I uh,
1: oh, listen to Corey brown talk about the three of them they're just all really eager to learn as yeah. well and they're always texting cory <laughs> like um when they're when they're just thinking of certain situations they see themselves in races or how they're reading it as well so they're all um they're all really eager to learn and I think we'll see um a lot more of the three of them for um years to come. Isn't he a
0: mentor sort of thing, Corey Brown, to the apprentices? Yeah,
1: yeah, he, yeah. he helps. He goes up to Scone and trains a lot of the apprentices. Hopefuls coming through and does does a lot of work with the apprentices and um and in New South Wales as well. Yeah,
0: that's good. All right, Corey, who are you land on?
1: I'm with Miss Curability as well. I think
2: that um. Tommy's pretty much nailed it. I think uh, I backed Salia and Miss Kiribili on that cup day. And I think I I see it just run on perfectly, albeit that Salia just took him on the line or took took her on the line. But regardless of that, I think this form line sticks strong. Salia's a a decent campaigner that's come into Saturday grade a few times, been unlucky a few times. I think she will go one better. And just as a, just an odd one, uh, just a place bet at the moment. Sammy <laughs> Ballerina, I've got. It's
0: a drunk one, like the so, other week.
2: No, nah, so this one I I've spoken to, I've corresponded with a lot of Queenslanders over this Sammy Ballerina, because uh, what's happened is, um, so Tim McIntosh is the trainer for it. He sent it up to Rockhampton and changed trainership due to the sales up there at Rockhampton, won a handy race for the two-year-olds up there. And then, you know, it's come back down to Sydney or Musclebrook, so to speak, changed ownership back to, or trainership back to Tim McIntosh. It's got, uh, for those listening from Queensland, Chinny Boom form. um, uh, First up, first ever career start was against Chinny Boom. Came third, two and a half lengths behind. And they reckon Chinny Boom's going to be a group one horse or thereabouts anyway. So I have to give it a little bit of merit. And I think just the fact that it's drawn well, low weight, handy jockey, all the above. I think it's a nice little handy uh, place bet.
0: Okay. All right, we go to race number four, 1,800 metres, and this is a race I don't know a hell of a lot about. Floating is the fave. Maddie Smith and Rachel are, is uh, combining. Area 6, 3.40, did open 3.40. Tony B is there. Uh, that's coming into $4. J-Mac is aboard at one last start at Rose Hill. So coming up a win. Global Osbreds there, Worthily. Been backed $10 into $6 for Murrah and Eustace and Brenton. Uh, also backed is Mission Phoenix, Tyler. Six fifty, and then we're out pretty big odds. Even Caesars Palace just seems to be going around fucking stop This one's three hundred and fifty thousand for the boys on Northern Beaches. Old Caesars
1: Palace. Uh Tommy, anything for this? What about it? worthily? Yeah, it's been um it's got a bit of uh, uh Uncle Bryn form around it. It's been um it was good run first up, uh big big boom on it and um Australian bloodstock been doing well with Nugget for with Kieran Ma and David Eustace uh, winning massively on the weekend, so you got to think it's a chance. Um, you got to say the same with Global Osprey. It's got a big weight though. Tony B, I was on last start was massive. McDonald on, you got to think it's a uh, chance. And Floating was huge. Um, I know it was only a was it a midway? Yeah, it was a, only a midway, but he absolutely brained him. Um, that, I'm going to go with Syndicato. I think it's actually been knocking down the door um, for a win. Uh, McAvoy, Walla. It's um, it had a few issues coming across from New Zealand when it um first came across it. I think it threw Tommy and did a lap, and it had to trial again, and then it went for a spell. And we're fin- I think we're finally getting to the bottom of it. And at eighteen dollars, mm. I want to have a little speck on Syndicato each way, but. Floating could absolutely brain him again. I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, 3.40, I'd, if it was closer to 4 or 5, I'd probably take it. But, um, yeah, a bit of value on Syndicato for me.
0: Syndicato, Karen aboard, wala 18 bucks. And, yeah, you did like Tony B. We had a few people actually message in and ask, didn't Tommy like Tony B? And it went around one. Um Pretty good odds, too. I uh, kind of
1: wish it went around at Newcastle. Yeah. I had 17s, but yeah, the uh, big odds. what can you do?
2: Uh,
0: Kelly, who are you with?
1: I'm in floating's camp
2: here. I think he's got heaps of upside. Um, yeah, Osbread's Oz, carrying too much weight. Uh, it comes out of some of the strongest form races going around, but I think it's just carrying too much weight. Worthily, definitely the interesting runner of the field coming out of Victorian form, benchmark 90 last start, gets penalized about five kilos. But floating, that money on that, Hunter Day was extraordinary. I think it opened at about 15s. And then before you know it, it ran at about four bucks odds on. So uh, I think that he is a bit of a boom horse as we speak. Um, but the sectionals and the times and everything else, you know, like it, it's pretty, pretty solid. And I have to kind of follow it in. I think three, what is it? 320, 360 mm-hmm. right now. I think I think that price is actually really nice. I think it could definitely be one that shortens. I know it's coming out of midway form, like Tommy's already touched on, but he he could definitely be a midway improver uh, from the Maddie uh, Maddie Smith stable that could be kind of going through the grades. And I don't know what the ceiling is yet, but yeah, I I, I really like him on top here.
0: Okay. All right, we move to a sprint race, race number five. 1,100 meters winning verse is going around as favorite. Timmy Clark's aboard for Connors, it's 480 in from six bucks. We got Perrin away. Good horse. Uh going around one first up at Rosehill last time as well. Uh J Max aboard 750 into six dollars. We got Rupertar at six bucks. We got D Horned Unicorn. Uh that's at six fifty. Liberty Sun is there. We've got authentic jewel, etc. Tommy, there's a bit of speed.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is a bit um, in those 1,100 metres. You're always going to get a lot of pace from the get-go. I Look, I was really impressed by Riptar's, um trial. It really put him to the sword. It sort of let him go, have a little sit mid-trial and then really put him to bed. It's sort of a bit like how Overpass was trialling uh, with Bjorn in those same colours. So, look, I, I wouldn't mind a little spec. There's been a bit of money for it today by the looks of it. So I, I um and it's first up form three from three. So I might have something on Rubitar. Perin away, winning verse look alright. The the one at odds that um might do all right I think might be Pretty Woman. Um good second up form Matty Dale brings in the town. They they normally do pretty well as well. So uh maybe each way on pretty woman but I like um Ruberta.
2: King. I jumped on Rupert as uh, soon as it opened at seven fifty. Um I think he was definitely the the right price, well, above the odds, I thought, anyway. So after watching that trial, where it drew, everything else in between, I thought that was just a play. It's a, it was a great each way then. It, I think it still is. 6 bucks 220 I think it holds the price. There's a few that's got to be... I've got a feeling that's going to be coming out. So Coco Rocks has already come out. Uh, it's nommed for Canterbury tomorrow night per in a way, much the same as well. So I'll be keeping an eye on that because the deductions could be a little bit on the heavy side, but I'm all about Rupert. Uh, that trial was sublime first up record. Like Toby said, was perfect. So I'm on Rupert uh, all the way through.
0: Keep an eye on the deductions. Uh, Race number six, uh, Country Classic, Dream Runner going round. It's Tyler Schiller, uh, Keith Dryden going round. Um, won its last start too. Good win. Remember it. Uh, 440, in from 550. Point counterpoint. Reese Jones is there. 650, Knife's Edge is at sevens. What else we got? Nothing's really been backed looking at it. Um couple of bucks, Ruffy, for Tudor Prince. Josh Parr aboard. But Tommy, these are good, these country horses, but um, not much coin going for the horses. Knife's Edge had a couple of bucks.
1: Yeah, I think it's just because it's um, really open race. That nice edge won at Newcastle really well, um, but again, stepping up to a bit of a bit of a harder race here. We've seen Dream Runner, Point Counterpoint coming out of the little dance. I actually, I actually really like Point Counterpoint. Um, it's been really consistent. Sort of, it ran ran on really well in that little dance and um, looked impressive. So I want to be with it. Uh, you can make the case to Dream Runner. Gets a big weight, but Tyler claims. I actually, uh, I actually like Keith Dryden's other one a bit better. Sky Diamonds low in the way to Robbie Dolan, 53.5. And he's always had a really big opinion of this horse, winning last start at Canberra, maybe in each way there. And Lord de Sanamo will absolutely be rocking in home for a fourth or something. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. you can guarantee on that. And um, Prost is a uh, very interesting one with Benny Looker coming to town to ride it. And. Um, it's been winning some okay races, uh, stepped up in the Turry Cup last start and uh, ha- hampered a little bit, but still um, deserved its place there. So just a really interesting one to watch there, but definitely with point-counterpoint for me.
0: Standout Lord DeCenimo for fourth, King?
1: No, I don't, I don't even have it in my name,
2: numbers at this stage. I think, yeah, point-counterpoint, that's where I want to be betting right now. Yeah. Um, outside of that Tommy's already made a case for Proust it wasn't really hampered it just did uh, did its own problems it didn't jump cleanly in that case so I think if it jumps cleanly I think it's drawn well enough Uh, it was up against stronger company than this race on Saturday on that occasion at Tari Cup uh, as we see with a lot of these country cups that are a uh, big dance eligibility races, so to speak. Uh, you'll see a lot of these city slickers co- coming and competing. So, in that occasion, I think it was a little bit outclassed by the likes of, you know, military. I can't even remember who the, uh, the the winner was. Was it military mission? Um, but regards to that, I just think that this this race maps perfectly as long as it jumps cleanly. So it's a nice leage way for Proust, but point counter uh, point counter point for Sterling Oslin's where I want to be putting my money right now. All
0: right, it is Rose Hill, race number seven and 2,000 metres are of the best and Gab into the show. Gab's been on the show a couple of times. He's a part owner of Steely, the lucky boy. Steely is going around as a four dollar favourite, gets barrier one, gets Jay Ford. It's- open $7. It's four bucks now. Longvilliers is there. J Max there for Walla. What a surprise. He's up top of the market. Alcyone is there at $7.50, bit of coin for it. But if you want to get Glyned, which I always do, and he somehow went around and won on his one horse, one rider the day the other day, which will fucking never forgive me. Um, new mandate, Rondino, Pale King, Regal Lion, Dr. Dr. Drill, etc. Um, Gab, your horse has been doing very well for you. Uh, second last start in the benchmark race and then third in the little dance. So the horse that ran second to last last week is um a pretty bloody good horse. This Nugget, but um tell me about your horse, mate. You're still stoked with him?
3: Yeah, still stoked. He's running um he's running well, running well without winning with a third and second. Um yeah, no, he's done well. Um, Gerald's pretty pleased with him. He's um he thinks he's at the top of his game. He's just had a few few tough barriers to challenge with. Running a proper horse, um, last start. Um, and just those big weights, big weights. Um, he's carrying them and, you know, what we said, three runs at 1,600, jumps to 2,000, which will be big. big. But I think he's running at 1,800 before and Gerald and all the jockeys seem to think he can run it. Um, good
1: gate, finally. Finally drawn a good gate this prep and, yeah. I know it was second last week, Gab, but you got to be impressed with um, it running second and still running on almost catchy nugget really uh as they hit the line and that nugget looks like it's going to be something special
3: yeah free wide no cover mostly we'll kind of just thinking it was going to drop out like We were like oh, man, he can't get in can't slip and he pushed forward they just dug they dug up again inside him and he just couldn't find a spot and he was just shooting the breeze the whole way for the full mile and um yeah like I, we thought he'd drop out but he just kept kicking keep finding and um, follow the, try to follow the winner home. Um, oh, what's he dropped now at six kilos, five, yeah. six. Yeah. He's yeah, 50 so, um, yeah. So he's entitled to run a good race with a good barrier. Um, yeah. What's that? He's snug at, like the favorite for the Ingham now. Like it's.
2: That's right. Yeah.
3: So the, the, you got to respect it. Like, um, do I think, yeah. I think he's like four dollars, four bucks $4. now, yeah, yeah, four bucks. Yeah, I know. I, I tend to anytime he's that that lower kind of start getting a bit getting a bit iffy on it because you know, he's the form that he's coming up against is um proper form, you know, he's coming out of a benchmark race, and these horses are coming out of proper quality races, um, with the big trainers, and um, yeah, well. Hopefully, we'll see if he can step up because we'll have to go to another level. And hopefully, we can um... <laughs> yeah, I can cheer this one home. Like, yeah. this time. Uh, this time last year, boys, far out.
0: Remember the was it the Villiers that he went it, around? at yeah. Bruno's favourite, and
2: fuck, oh,
3: it. it was the Villiers. This time last year, we just, I yeah, no, like I mean, this time last year was so funny because I kept thinking that like the heavy and the soft tracks were all to his liking, but um. Gerald seemed to think that no, he's better on top of the ground, and you know he's still on a ride on top of the ground this prep. So, so back he's got back the trainer, I guess. Just, <laughs> to him. Is he going into the Ingham? Gap? He 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 won't he won't get in. Not with you know, with the prize money at the moment. Like again, you know, you have to be at least almost hundred rated to get into these. These races, like he he couldn't get a start in the Gong, and you know, I could only imagine you're gonna get a bit better horses to the Ingham for two million dollars. Um, so Gerald seems to think, yeah, he won't make it. So he needs to win this, and then he'll see um, whether he, if he, if he, you know, how he performs if he um, goes to Summer Cup or the Ingham, he steps back. But yeah, well, I'm not too so sure.
2: I genuinely think that he's kind of around that, hovering around that ninety. 90 rating for the last probably season or so. Um, If he were to win this, I think he'd be, he'd be darn close. If not, I mean, dare I say an emergency for something like the So um, Yeah, no, I agree. Like, like, I think he's going to be like, I'm kind of, it's, it's quite remarkable how well he's pulled up off the back of last week's run. Like you said, it's three wide, no cover. Has he been performing well this week? I mean, it's probably a light, kind of quiet week for it, but mm. it's obviously been eating up and healthy and everything else.
3: Yeah, eating up healthy. All, all reports he's pulled up terrific. So um, that's
0: all uh, he's, oh, yeah. he's had a lot of different jocks, hasn't he? I'm looking at like, his last couple of stars. He had Chad Schofield, Karen, Josh Parr, Tyler last week, and now you get Jay Ford. Yeah, yeah, no.
3: Just because he jumped up and down on the weights, yeah. um, I think – I think if he was riding a bit heavy, we'd probably, you know, he does well with Josh on the back. Um yeah. he's done well with Chad on the back. Um and even Tyler last ride, he's um they've all they've all loved being on him. It's just I think Tyler was pre booked for a right for another race already. I think it was running Ron Dino. Or-
0: we were giving we were giving Tyler a rap before about the apprentices and how good they're all going. Mate, um he's oh, we I oh, we I just asked the boys, so I put a little poll out the other day about who your favorite Sydney apprentice is. So if you have to pick Tyler, Zach uh, Reese or Dylan, who's who's your go to, mate? I'm I'm
3: Tyler. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Like he, he he rides winners for fun. That's yeah. Like he you wouldn't even know he's an apprentice because he's riding he's riding just jockey weight still winning. So he's just he's killing it. Um and i and to be honest, when I'm on the punt, I'm most oh, of the time I'm, right. I'm backing him. Yeah, I'm backing him. He's 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 a free jockey and um he's pretty professional like getting his reports after the races. He's a He's a real professional and I think he's a huge future ahead of him.
0: It's good stuff. All right. Well, I assume we've got Steely on top. Let's just go with Steely on top. Who's your dangers, mate? Who do you think are gonna be up there with him? Finish
2: lineup.
0: I'm
3: fearful Rondino. Yep. Beautiful Rondino. Um, he you know, watching his last race, how he just got through the field. Yeah. Um, obviously, the two imports, um, Tyler two...
2: Schiller, ironically, as well. Yeah, yeah, Rufino, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, that'd
3: be right. That's how I do that, that. That would be how it works out. Um, two imports, I'm completely hugely wary of, like you know, their, their runs, um, you know. In that race, they were hitting the line hard, and they'd only have to, you know, ride the same form they were running overseas to easily take out a race like this. So, as I said, it's not going to be. I don't think, personally, I don't know if the odds reflect what the, what the um, race should be like because they are class horses. And, um, but yeah, hopefully, yeah, Steely can get the weights and just pull a big sprint at the top of the straight just kick away. Maybe by a length, I'd be, I'd be happy, I'd be happy with a length.
0: Copy with the length, all right? Well. Yeah,
3: with with the rest of them hitting the line hard, obviously behind her. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, well, best of luck, mate. Thank you for jumping on, and also congratulations, mate, getting married. She said yes to you finally. It's all good. Well, congratulations on that, mate. Thank you,
3: thank you, thank you. Well yeah, no, I'm riding a little bit heavier these days.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can let yourself
0: go now. Yeah, nah, it's um, it's married life, mate. Married life, riding the, riding stuff. the maximum. Good stuff. All right, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks separate, boys. See you buddy.
2: Thanks for punting, Yeah. Yeah. Separate. Bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got the orange. Got the, got
1: the orange card now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Got the money in the
0: dashboard. All right. <laughs> see you buddy. See you guys. Bye. See mate. All right. Tommy, who are you? You got Steely on top?
1: Look, yeah, it's just, it's hard at the price. Like I, yeah. I really. What's well, on the like
0: drift me. a little bit today?
1: Yeah. It's run was so good last week, but, um, it's just a couple. Elsion uh, was massive in Melbourne. You really look at that run, yeah. and it was it was huge. So, look, I, I'm I'm wary of it. And there's there's two roughies that I don't mind either. I think the front man, um, it, it's run behind Kerwin's Lane last start was actually really good. And um yeah, Walla Walla's horses they don't win out of turn as well. And you just you you look at a few of these that are that are due for Waller, like Elias and Bonnie Ezra and. He's starting to get to these 2,000 metre races. He's just a master of pulling them off, especially at home. Um, and the other one I liked, I have just lost. Um,
0: <laughs> Bonnie Ezra.
1: Come back to no. me. Yeah.
0: Criminal Code. Um, Coey, who are you with? Surely you're not going to get Glynn.
2: No, no, so I'm with Steely. I think just, uh, like the the words that Gab just spoke, saying that he's brought up picture perfect – I assume that was going to be the case, the fact that he accepted, um, you don't, you don't run three wide, no cover and pull up poorly to be accepting into a race like this. I assume that he has pulled up perfectly, ate up well, all the above. And I thought just barrier one, he can sit box seat. I think he could be just there perfectly for it. I, there isn't like the way I see it. I don't think there's too much pressure up front. I think Rebel Rama will obviously go forward. Mm. Um, yeah, likes of Ome, Pale King, maybe. Uh, that's about it for me. I don't know how to think of Splendiferous. I think that's just a bit of a uh, a bit of a myth of a horse for me, anyway. Regardless, but if Steely can hold the fence, one back, it will still need a little bit of luck in running. But I think the openings will present, and then he will just shoot for home. As for value, I think the uh the one in the OTI colours for Chris Waller. Long Villas is the danger, the way he lengthened and five diamonds. He tailed right back to last for majority of the race on a record track time, at record track time, so to speak, which uh Ellsberg ended up winning in. It was only about a bit under three lengths behind. He steps up an extra 200 meters in this occasion. I think everything maps well. Barrier 17 should be an issue. He'll like uh, J on board. I think everything maps well in regards to that. So I will give that a chance. But yeah, I, I'm with Gap. I, I do like Steely. Regardless of the price, I think four bucks is a little bit on the underside. But I don't just see it drifting further than kind of 550. Yeah. So. Anywhere around that mark, come race day, I'd be taking it. Yeah,
0: I think Steely may drift a touch. I did get smashed from seven bucks into three dollars forty. It's now four. Might drift a little bit. People will come for that J M course. I'm sure. Uh, the one that we were talking about there, Gab, because cr- Steely went around in the Villiers' favourite last year, and an abs- and it ran an absolute shocker. Like Gab was so devastated. It came pretty much last or second last, and then Brutality won that day, which I think from. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's the last race it won. Brutality's been teasing a bit this spring. But, all right. Race 8, Festival Stakes. Decent race. $200,000 race. 1,500 metres. Mirror Vision going around. Josh Parr. Big fan of Joshie Parr. All right. Ran second last start to Ice Bath, which was um, a cracking, cracking win. Ice Bath. 550. In from 7. Sunshine Rising. Tommy Sherry. Six bucks. Cold Crusher. Glen going round uh, somehow at one last start beating Wahaha falls it's, <laughs> it's fucking just bizarre old mate Pokey win sent me it said he was his best of the day at eighteen dollars and I said no because it was Glen and what does Glen do does what he does best um, somehow somehow kiss some Skyman Cisco Bay Kerwins Lane Lock Eagle Dajran Jojo was a man Tommy this is a pretty cracking race to be honest it's very hard to pick I'd say but Mirror Vision's one of mine um, it's going to be fourth up up from Melbourne now. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, coming out of a yeah big Group One, and um, yeah, if it wasn't for Ice Bath, absolutely um, mm. flying up the rail, then yeah, would have would have won a Group One last start. So you got to you got to say that's that's great form. That it's there's been, uh, been a bit of money for it by the looks of it. So yeah, big tick for Mirror Vision. Um, a lot of upside to Sunshine Rising. I'm not going to talk about it too much. I'm going to leave that for Coe because he's got a ripping story about it too. Uh, about it in his black book, but um, I'll leave that. But its troll was enormous. Uh, Coal Crusher was huge. Kissum's just been balloted out of a few big races, and I really want to see it on top of the ground in a uh, a good race. It might just be a bit too hard this race, but I'm a bit wary of Kissum and Cohen's Lane uh, winning last start the uh, Ladies Day Cup at Hawkesbury is um bit interesting as well. So look, there's a few, I think I'm going to go with Sunshine Rising or or Mirror Vision. Uh, I think they just outclass a few, but Cold Crush has been in really good form. Koei,
0: I'm hanging for this. Sunshine Rising uh, hasn't had a run for a very long time, but talk to me about the trials, my friend.
2: I was hoping that Tommy didn't have to mention the the Black Book story, (laughs) but um, the long story short, so I saw the trial it had first up and I was like, oh, this, you know, this is an interesting Galloper. And then it trolled most recently at the Kenzo track on November 8th. And off the back of that on the same day, um, there was an interview with Mark Newnham saying, oh yeah, how has this horse been, you know, in your stable? And he, he, the reports were glowing. He was like, oh, I'm so happy that I've managed to get a hold of it. Uh, It was pretty much bound for retirement in New Zealand, but they sent it to me because it was so fit off the back of a bowed tendon in Hong Kong. And you look at its form prior, you know, it's run against some of the best, you know, like Waikuku, Beauty Generation, Exultant, Fiore, Golden 60 of late, Um, like, they're some of the best Hong Kong gallopers we got mm. on the map right now. Right. So I've black booked it after that trial. Um, it was called landfall at the time. It was a racing. It, it was ra- racing under the name. It was, uh, rise, rise, high in Hong Kong. Yeah. Came over here. The ownership group called it landfall, which seemed ironic. And then I was like, yeah, perfect. I'll black book that bad boy. Beautiful. Um, and then the, in, during that interview, Mark Union was asked, or oh, where's he going next? And he was blatantly honest and just went, he's definitely gone to the festival stakes. I was like, oh, beautiful. That's beautiful. in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. I'll black book that. As soon as that name populates within the black book, I'll back it in the festival stakes all in market. Long story short, since then, it's changed his name again to Sunshine Rising. And Lo and behold, my notifications did not spring. Uh, didn't get updated. <laughs> didn't get updated. Uh apparently that's not how black books work, apparently, in, in terms of the online scape. And I missed out on the uh the juicy $15 all in market. And then lo and behold, it came to eight or it came to nine, then to seven, now six dollars. And I've gone, <sighs> Oh, this hurts. This hurts lots. And you know what? All in all, though, I am still happy to put him on top. I think that Sunshine Rising is, it, it, if it runs anywhere, I'd say seventy-five percent of what it was doing in Chartin, I think it, it just went. I think it's just the classiest galloper in the field. I can definitely make cases for certain horses like Kerwin's Lane um who else have i tip mirror vision that was an enormous like empire rose like tommy already touched on and the other one which is a little bit of a oh, i love kiss son. don't get me wrong i love this horse i've backed it so many times it might have the best chance this weekend but i'm gonna kind of get it through the keeper uh but divine magic for Annabelle nation the other international in the field i don't actually mind a little place bet on this horse. Um, $7 a place. $7 a place. Uh, first up run was in the hot Danish uh, after coming from Europe in the same preparation, really. It left Doncaster last start in September to run in Rose Hill, November, which is pretty quick. No barrier trials, no nothing. In that, on that occasion, it was a little bit happened. It got kind of squeezed out of a run, had to run on again. But the run through the line in the last 100, 150 meters and then past the line was actually, you know, what I think that was quite surprising for me. Actually, I thought it need a bit more time to readjust and, you know, get familiar with the grounds and the surroundings, so to speak. But the fact that it's acclimated so quickly, I did like. How this horse kind of travelled through, so I don't mind the seven bucks. It's going to be down in weights. Rachel King's sticks with the ride. Barrier four should stick a little bit closer. So yeah, if you like a little place bet, I don't think you should put it on the each way. I don't think it'll win, but I think a second or third wouldn't surprise me. So. I'll be going with the two internationals here, Tunners. Standout Sunshine Rising. He's a nine-year-old.
0: He's an old fella, isn't he? He's run against some big names too. Golden 60 and um, Beauty Generation and stuff. He's yeah, been sidelined for two years, yeah. I remember? So yeah. not remember. But he at here.
1: one point, he was uh, rated in the top eight Hong Kong horses.
0: Yeah, well, this is um cracking time to get on board, and I'm sure six bucks we can take as well. Mate drift, who knows? Um. Race nine, Starlight Stakes, Dragonstone going around, t- slight drifter, Tommy Sherry's aboard, five bucks. Naj Marty is there for Karen drifting as well. Fox fighters at seven. The one that's been backed, Reese Jones, Mr. Mosaic, Gerald Ryan, also the trainer of Steely. $17 into $7.50. That's a big go. That's um first up too. That last run was in Doomben in the winter. Uh, I think it was Dooman or Eagle Farm. Dooman, probably. Uh, Bruckner's there at eight bucks. Also been backed is Callus. Rachel King's riding for Godolphin, Coming up from Melbourne, it's $11 now. Juan Diva is there. That's one of mine. I always love Juan Diva. Joshy Parr and the Freedmans, that's a $12. Sneaky page. Uh, What else has been back? Sky Command, a couple of bucks for that. Regan's riding for Gerald as well. It's at 16s. And that's it for the coin. But Tommy, Mr. Mosaic, what's doing? Mate, this
1: is a cracking race. Absolutely cracking race. Mr. Mosaic, it's... um I think there's two things. I think it's good, good home track. Uh, its form is really good, and first up, five starts, four wins, one second. Um, so I think, I think when they see Mr. Mozak fresh, I think it's it's a big plus. Um, I think Bruckner's running in Queensland or Melbourne. Uh, so forget about it. Yep. Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, Najmati's Marty's first up form as well is um, and good and good form as well uh, is outstanding as well and it's trialed okay on the poly. So look, they're the two that I'm looking at because of their fresh um, fresh first up form um, on on good tracks. But Dragonstone was massive coming from last uh, in the war to come third. Last start was really good and off the back up, you got to think it's going to be all right. Um, I know there's there's been um, some good cases for some other long shots. Um, through the cracks at $26 is massive over. So Angela Davies is killing at the moment. And, yeah, there's a couple of sneaky Page and Zathus um, you could also make a case for. But, yeah, I Kim. think um, Mr. Mosaic and Marty are the ones I want to be with.
2: Tough. I'd be spewing if I didn't get the big odds. Mr. Mosaic. Coe, who are you with? I know the boys on Key Factors, They, I know Mike, Mike from uh, The Race Guide took the massive overs on Mr. Mosaic when it first opened. Uh, I'm not sure how much he put on, but enough to make the price move is my understanding. So good luck to him, and he made a great case, and Tommy's already touched on it, good form, loves the track, you know, all the above first up and everything else that comes with it. It all lines up very well, drawn very well as well at a low weight. Um, Unfortunately, I missed the price. (laughs) Uh, I I do like Marty. I think that there is a little, a fair bit of hot tempo in this race. Uh, I know Bruckner's going to come out of it, or most likely come out of it. So you're looking at the likes of Sky Command, Miss Mosaic, and Zathu's probably taking it up with Sneaky Page, maybe coming forward and yeah I think it will be pretty hot hot up front so I want to be kind of looking for those that can settle midfield I think Dragonstone will settle midfield and should get a better run this start I think the connections were pretty surprised last start that he was stone motherless last so I think it's definitely one to keep Keep an eye on anyway, especially this start, second up, everything else. But yeah, Nudge Muddy, dry track form, I think perfect first up record, everything else. I got a little bit of a, a better price yesterday with a little bit of a multiplier, but um yeah, I, I can't really look past it in my eyes. But there is, like Tom said, there's about – you could look at this six different ways and still miss. So. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick true to the Snowdens with Najmati.
0: Okay. Najmati, last of the day, Democracy Manifest going around. Darren loves calling this. If you haven't listened to Darren's story, there's these other blokes, Um, obviously the Bartholomew's and that, do Wolf Den. They do some pretty good stuff on YouTube and whatnot if you want to check it out. Darren Flindell was their guest during the week and he had a story or a yarn where he had a bet going for a, close to a million dollars, a big six. Classic degenerate punting, but he cracked, got some big winners and whatever in there. And it's one of the bad beats of all time. Uh, if you look at his Twitter, he's probably got the video still up there, but it is so sickening, you'd have to give the game away. It's literally getting run down, beaten by a nostril for close to a mil. Uh, Democracy Manifest, drawn the car park, J-Mac is aboard for Waller, it's nine bucks and six, Devil's Throat is there, Sammy Clipperton riding for the Snowdens at seven, coming off a second at Rose Hill, last start to Fox Foxfighter, uh, I Am Lethal's there at nine, Short Shorts is nines, uh, Akasawa, ton of grit, what else we got, French Bonnet, That's I like that, that actually ran really well last start, didn't it King, and I think you were on it and it fucking got run down, that hurt, what do you reckon Tom?
1: Yeah, well, Darren might be calling Democracy Manifest it's on Bali, Saturday because, yeah, he's in Bali. So, I think Mitch Manners might have the honours if it uh, can nice. win. But another McDonald one, he's drawn another one with a tricky gate in 17. He's um, got a few tricky rides on Saturday McDonald's. So, it would be interesting to see how it goes. Um, his run was enormous last start, though, at Newcastle. So, yeah. Um, and at six bucks, it's just all a favourite. Shows shows um, the quality of this race. So, uh, look, you can make a case for it. I thought Iron Lathill was massive last start as well. Akasawa winning really nice to Canterbury, short, short, bit disappointing last start. Uh, I want to make a case of Banju. I think um, uh, first up off a bit of a layoff, um, it ran, uh, came fourth in that country race on Cup Day, and I thought it was actually pretty good. I Amy mean, McLucas run really well. Um, Couple of city winners over the last few weeks, and uh, she claims three as well, so it gets in lighter at the rate, uh, the weights, and might be all right. Second up here, so I don't mind being an and Jew. Um, and in saying that, Cavalier uh, Charles was good in that race as well, so uh, it's a bit longer, but it's got a big weight. But Timmy Clark on uh, Brad Gray making a case of bend the knee on form line uh, tonight as well at, at the big price of $26. So I think O'Shea's pair looked
2: tough but I want to go uh, long shot banjo in
1: the last. Where are you king? The Tommy will like this because Mike
2: Mike uh, Mike Wood made a case for banjo as well. He's put it on top. He just thought that the claim and how he loves running on top of the ground and everything else mapped out perfectly. So I could not steer you away from that. I I just looked at the speed map for this one and I thought that there wasn't actually a whole lot of speed in this. So I've kind of backed Two on a lower draw. So short shorts. Uh missed the start at Newcastle last start. I think I think it is a little bit on the overside at the price at the moment. I think he definitely can handle the grade and everything else. I think he will hold the hold the rail, the lead, could get a couple of soft sectionals and do what he did two starts back, where he pantsed his rivals. So there's one. And then the other one is tonight of the grid. I think he sits behind short shorts. Or thereabouts anyway. I'm thinking he might hold the one one thereabouts anyway. Uh bit forward uh in in posse and shoot for home if the leaders are going too hard at it. So I've kind of gone that angle, but I can definitely uh say that the a couple of the boys have been agreeing with Banjo and Cavalier Charles as well. So I yeah, if you like it, take it. It is wide open, like Tunas said, it's six bucks the field. So it is Yeah, throw a dart at
0: a board. Yeah, tough one. Go for it. Tough one. All right, that's Rose Hill. Let's have a couple of races at Caulfield. Neither of us, none of us, I don't think, have done the form, but we know some of the horses. I'm going to mention one horse, which is uh, race five at Caulfield, and it's Norwegian Bliss. This is the Nathan Doyle horse, which has won seven from seven. It's going for eight from eight. Gets the booking of Blake Shin. Must be nice. Uh, and it's going around the fourteen hundred barrier. Two is two dollars fifty. Was three dollars. It's up against literary magnate. Pretty good horse. Um, second last start. First la- the start before. Streets of Avalon is there. We all know that one. Cross Haven is there. Amish boy. Ocean beyond. Big odds for the other. The last one. Swords drawn. Um, Tommy. Uh, Norwegian bliss won a bloody good race at Ranwick last start, and then a bunch of others at provincial
1: meetings and whatnot. What are your thoughts? Look, it's definitely a tougher, tougher race here with um, some horses uh, in this race running some better races. But it's look, it's definitely got the upside. It's got shin on it. It's um, he he's done well, Nathan Doyle, to pick a race, uh, a very winnable race though. And I I think to get some black type in a race like this, I think it's I think it's open enough for him to win it um, and get that black type. Um, to his name. Speaking of Ali Mosley, who obviously um, has has a bit of a close ties to the um, Harvey camp, that she she um, they're really excited with this horse, and yeah, just picking the right races to go with it. And yeah, I think I think Nathan Doyle's really going to be a trainer um, we talk about for a while, and and I think he's picked this race deliberately to to get some black type. So I think he wins here, but uh, I, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I think it's going to be
2: tougher
0: than you, first thing. Uh Koei, just wins?
2: Um, I'm just looking through the, the rest of the runners, and I think the only two notable... Once again, I'm kind of going off Sydney form. Um, Poland, room, has a li- yeah. Yeah, Poland has a little bit of Sydney form in terms of Old Flame bending at last start, and Old Flame's no slouch. It's one and a half behind that, so I can definitely make a case for it. Froggy... Will be six kilos heavier, so I'd probably looking at that now. I'd probably put a pen through it. And the other one, like you said, literary magnate mm. is got a little bit of luck, spur run, godolphin form, where it do did fly late um, on a soft seven. Now moving onto a good track where it has no real luck on. So yeah, I think Norwegian Bliss. Uh, Tommy's already said that it, the Harvey Camp, Nathan Doyle. All the above have targeted a a perfect little uh, stakes-grade race for it, and I can definitely see it uh, claiming this one. It's short enough, really, isn't it? You Mm. wouldn't want any lower. Nah. Um, And Blake Shin, perfect. Love it.
0: Okay. Uh, Eclipse Stakes, don't know much about it. Grand Slam is going around, 340 favourite on the drift. Ceruleo misses there, but the one horse I always hear yarns about is this Keats. Uh, Keats had a good win at, uh, God, what was it? It was Provincial Mornington. But I'm pretty sure it was in the slop too. So they're going to be running around on a good four this weekend. French Emperor's there. Um, good money for flash feeling. Matty Cartwright, one of the good jockeys down there, the young fella. Uh, he's riding that, that. Fuck, that beat something good last start. God, my Melbourne form is ordinary. Um, Tommy, anything here or are we moving on to Sandown
1: Guineas? Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a toughie. Um, you got some horses uh at the long price that you might you might see do something in maybe Adelaide Ace and Milford and Socie Bond, I think it was this race last year um he he popped up and speaking of the old boys, um what about ISO Rich, the twelve year old yeah who win at Wyong today. Yeah. Um so you never know, Socie bond pops up in races like this, but yeah, I don't, I
0: don't know the form too much. I oh, so rich, one of one of the greats. Um Coy, anything here?
2: Once again, I'm kind of flicking through for a little bit of Sydney form, and the only one I can really find is the bottom white right in uh, Princess Ray. Reigns. I don't even know how to fucking say Rainieries.
1: that. Reigns. It's
2: uh, Game of Thrones. There you go. Uh, from the Moody stable, uh, stable with uh, Linda Meek on board. Uh, Beats Roots. Oh, sorry. Roots beat it in that uh, bracelet race in during the Flemington Carnival, uh, albeit by three and a half lengths. Steps up in trip, which probably looks handy. Uh, looking at it, it is a bit of a bat marker or worse at midfield. Could fly late. Mm. Not sure.
0: Okay. Uh, zipping's there as well. Distance race. you got a bunch of the cup horses going around in Bound to Clare. Luncy's said, as an icon. Whatever. Um Sandown Guineas is going around obviously Corfield. See you in Heaven is the favourite. Willow aboard. Three dollars forty. The Fortune Teller at fours. We're going double figures pretty much for Holy Man's, Shurikens, Sandpaper, King's Consort. God, for a big race, I don't really know a ton of these horses. Um Tommy, any idea on these?
1: No, I think the zipping's the bigger race. So I think it's it's the one I always look for for Caulfield. And I think and Declare's been backed and I I uh, I, I backed it in the car. Big push from the trainer this week as well for it. This week, um, I know Woonty's big push from it as well. Sheena Bond. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if something like Sound or Desert Icon. Desert Icon's been back today. Willow aboard for Chris Waller. I, I think it, it uh, this sort of race suits suits it, or even something like Great House and Michael Dion, But I'll probably go Desert Icon um, for the Guinness. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a tough one. See you in heaven's been. Um, uh, probably disappointing you. We thought it was going to do a bit more than it has in this last few runs. But, um, the one I, I sort of want to point out is sandpaper. Yeah, that's um, what I was say. It, yeah, yeah it Won a couple of starts to go and then disappointing in a couple of other races, but it get comes here, maybe a bit of an easier field. I, I wouldn't mind sandpaper or even atmosphere. The other Godolphin won one, but yeah, it's, um, Apart from that, it's yeah, it, it sort of tails off the field. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with
0: the two good dolphins. You think of the zipping, go back to Van der Clare in the cup and Lunsie's in the Geelong cup. No nice. Coey, Anything for either of those two races?
2: I'm kind of in the same camp as Tommy with the two good dolphins at the guineas. I think atmosphere was eye catching enough last time. Um, I can't exactly remember the race, but I definitely remember having a couple of dollars on it and thought, gee, that was tough. And I could definitely back it and follow it through. So the fact that it is, you know, kind of sitting at that $15 quote, I mean, I could definitely entertain that for a little bit. And as for the zipping, um, it's hard to say, isn't it? Like a lot of these are a little bit out of form. I think Val and Declare definitely comes out of the strongest form races. Um, uh, As for the rest, I mean, sound, thereabouts, Per Sam didn't even make the cup at the end of the day. Cucaracha has been disappointing, but gets a dry deck. And Desert Light Icon, I've been following that horse through and through. So it being six bucks is definitely worthwhile. I couldn't actually suggest a bet for you right now.
0: <laughs> All right. That is what we're looking at at Caulfield. Anything around the grounds that we should be looking at in the next couple of days, or are we wrapping up, can we? Uh,
2: I've got a bet. At, I don't know when Canterbury? you're going to post this, Tundras. Yeah, Canterbury. uh Race yep. one let me just get the uh, the market up mate um, i like this will be the... out plenty of time for canterbury okay beautiful uh, so tomorrow let me click on tomorrow canterbury race 1 Got to go out there Once one get... night this week this this um, i think like going, yeah. i think i think i'm actually heading out there tomorrow to be honest oh there you um,
0: go reach out
2: uh Once again, it's actually on the drift, so it's a little (laughs) bit interesting. But um, La Laguna, number nine.
0: Oh, yeah. Zach Lloyd claiming three of the best.
2: Three of the best. And it comes out of decent form races uh, in the past, if I looked at it correctly. So uh, second second run it ever had was on the soft at Ballarat, was 0.2 behind Golden Mile. Uh, and then ironically, the following start was in a group three behind See You in Heaven, which has got form lines on Saturday. So I didn't mind it. I think six bucks, great little price. Nice. You could actually take that each way. It's almost two bucks the place right now. So hopefully claim something back. And then in a race number, let me just have a quick check. I think it was race four, race four or three. Uh, no no it's not race 4 it's race 3 must be yeah it's at canterbury uh oh, spirit chaser i've bla- Keegan black-booked Latham. This. yeah i've uh, black booked this from a little while ago and i think this is the race that wins five bucks uh, i like it love
0: that all right five bucks uh race 3 number 4 tom anything from you across anywhere adelaide darwin wagga <laughs>
1: um Darwin. I'd love to
2: hear some Darwin form from Tommy.
1: <laughs> uh, honestly, if you want some Darwin mail, Gary Clark. Um, look at look at Sky 2. Yeah, we'll either go Gary Clark. But <laughs> watch Sky 2 and watch they put up the tips to Andrew O'Toole. He goes Knows right, the eh? form really well. He Often, if you see a $6 winner on top, he often backs it. So uh, just a little tip there. Uh, in the last at Caulfield, you've got Roots that's been backed. I'm just a bit worried, though, if it um, – uh, it's never run at Caulfield before and, and a back marker like Roots. It could be struggling to make up ground. But if the track's been playing even, get on Roots. Uh, and the other one I wanted to make a case for, we go to the Gold Coast this weekend. Um, and the last two races, I think Holyfield's a good bet. It's the favourite in the... Uh, yeah, one last start, didn't it? ...up there. Yeah, and um, space between runs as well. And I, I definitely think it can... Um, Win again, Brody Loy for Annabelle, and Orbison, another favourite in the last. is mm-hmm. um, a bit disappointing in the last start, but there's there's big wraps on this horse, and um, it, it returned the winner's uh, stall first up. And, yeah, I think um, all things equal, I think this horse can do pretty well. So, yeah, Orbison and Gold Coast.
0: Beautiful, and I'm sure our friend of ours, Darren, all will be backing R&T in Race 5 at Gold Coast, which is the favourite as
1: well. He has a few winners maybe. <laughs>
0: um all right, that he, is he'll, it. Be,
2: getting re- he'll <laughs> be getting returns on R in an R and T anyway. Yeah, correct.
0: He'll be he'll be definitely doing that. All right, we've um we've had a pretty good in depth thing there. good to get Gab on and boys December ten We're going to be heading into Manly. I did a little spiel at the beginning of the podcast, uh, but if anyone's around and on the Northern Beaches or wants to travel, we will be having a couple of uh, light beers and having a few bets and stuff, and we'll probably be at the Stain for a change. Um, There's quite a few establishments, but, Koei, we know it pretty well. Uh, Tommy's going to be meeting us a bit later on, but there's quite a few people joining. So if you'd like to, reach out, let us know, and um, it'll be a good Arvo.
2: What, what time are we talking, Tunis? Are we talking no like race one?
0: Nah, I doubt it. Maybe like five, six-ish. Get ready for the quaddy and that. Because I assume it'll go into the evening.
2: Well, yeah, 100%. I reckon, um, well, I've already done a little bit of uh, background checking. Uh, <laughs> that, that that day is actually the day of the Ingham. Beautiful. So, so more or less, if we can get there kind of halfway through the card. I mean, we're laughing. Kind of maybe
0: three o'clock. I'm happy to get there by three easily. That's fine by me. I so. reckon
2: three o'clock, three, between three and four, leave ourselves with a, a big launch at the quaddy.
0: Yeah, and we can, if everyone wants to just jump in, we can literally put some coin together and have some, like, or some fat bets, some joint bets, some big quaddies, whatever. Chris will be there. Chris is part of the furniture at the stain, so he'll be out. Well up. he's got the
2: mem he's got the members, guys, <laughs> so we have to be there.
0: He's on the board there, yeah, that's right.
2: Oh my, we need to get the discount. <laughs> we need the uh the inside mail.
0: Yeah, we might need a discount by the end of the day. Who knows? All right. Uh enjoy boys. I'll start cutting this up and we'll get it out there and best of luck this weekend. Tommy, enjoy Perth. It's pretty annoying you're there for literally forty eight hours or even less. But um enjoy that. It'll be a cracking day. Winter bottom's a good race.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, it'll be good, and hopefully, hopefully, a couple of winners will be all right, and i will be counting my cash all the way home. And there's even a um, little, little chance that Coe and I could make now a cup day, uh, the Sunday, uh, Sunday week as well. But um, we'll let you more know more about that next week. Beautiful, Tommy. I think we'll, I think
2: we'll just be there regardless. What do you reckon?
1: <laughs> uh, well, there's a chance we might be Hawksbury that
2: day instead. So, um, well. <sighs> a slight little update um oh, well we'll talk next week we'll we we'll, we'll <laughs> oh, yeah. next week yeah
1: so we'll all
0: right
2: definitely
0: yeah all right good chat all right thank you boys thank you for joining me it was good stuff and um yeah let's back some winners let's do it